0: Consent gives birth to love and life. We foster passion to grow geniuses which lift humanity. And tailor technology to preserve liberty in balance with nature. Welcome to Radical. Welcome to Radical, ladies and gents. I'm your host, Shane Hazel. Thank you guys for being here with me. Boys and girls, man, I tell you what, I I love this crowd. Thank you guys for growing it. Thank you guys for sharing it and retweeting it. Everything you're doing out there really, really helps uh today's show uh if you want to listen you can listen on fountain fm where you can earn sats uh you earn sats for listening i earn sats because i'm creating content for you to listen to uh you can chop it up make clips and earn more sats all that fun stuff so fountain fm if you are listening anyways you might as well earn sats um if you want to help sponsor the show you can uh, reach me at shane radicalpod.com uh, we're working on some of our first sponsors right now, doing some review of uh, some products, uh, which I'm, you know, I'm enjoying, and I uh, can't wait to bring those to you guys. Uh, I'm, I'm going to tell you guys, whatever I bring on the show, uh, whatever I, uh, whatever we get sponsored by, I'm going to try out first, and I'm going to make sure that it's a right fit for this crowd, something I actually believe in, I, I guarantee you. Uh, and next, if you want to support the show and you love it, uh, you can go out to patreon.com radicalpod and uh, you can become a patron there for as little as a dollar. Every dollar helps. Really appreciate everybody who is a patron. Thank you guys so much for helping me out. Uh, can't tell you enough. Just absolutely uh, how thrilled I am to be a part of your life. It's a, it's a big deal and I'm honored to be part of it. Uh, today, we are gonna cover some good, then we're gonna cover some bad. The, we'll save the good for last, but the, the bad, first and foremost, <laughs> the big bads too, um, right now, well, I think we're about two days away from the uh, 2023 WEF Davos meeting. Uh, this is out of the, uh, let's see, the DW.com uh, business global issues. Davos 2023 hosts global elite amid recession fears. Uh, this is going on and you are going to maybe, maybe not be so shocked. Uh, some big I told you is in there for the uh, the Georgia crowd. For sure but uh, this is the group of elites that gets on their planes and they're expecting 2,500 private jets to land in Davos for this WEF meeting that's going to be focused on things like ESG environmental social governance where they can track everything that you do including your carbon footprint this is what these people are getting together for. The people during a worldwide economic crisis that want to take your gas stoves. Yeah, have you guys heard of this? It's crazy. Um, they've been talking about taking your gas stoves, why? Well, I think it's pretty evident. Uh, when Klaus Schwab talks about the, if you don't know who Klaus Schwab is, Klaus Schwab is a guy who put together the WEF, and the, the elite talk about a cyber attack a coming cyber attack much like they talked about pandemics a global cyber attack that makes the pandemic look like a daydream out of their, out of his own mouth when you have guys talking about that kind of situation a worldwide cyber attack that takes out power grids why do they want your gas stoves so you can't cook things when the power's out so that it, you are malnourished and have to go back to fire and things like you can see fire from a long way away. People who don't have power, who can't cook. uh, That's the recipe for rounding people up that are not anti-fragile. If you're not anti-fragile, if you're not independent, if you're not getting off the grid, if you're not doing some sort of homesteading where you've got chickens or you're growing your own food, Uh, or have made deals with people who do that, that you're providing services for, man, maybe, hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, as some of my teachers used to say, maybe it's time to do that. This article says, last year, Russia's invasion of Ukraine dominated the discourse in Davos. This time, the fallout from the war will once again take center stage as the world grapples with an energy crunch and edges towards recession. Oh boy, I mean, look at that rosy picture. Uh, There's just uh, recession and and climate change and energy crunches and war. Man, center stage, right for you. This is what they want. This is what they are focused on. This is what they want to bring you in line because most of these things don't touch really, really rich people. In fact, these things make really, really rich people more rich. Energy crunches, recessions—those those are the bankers, right? You've got the energy department, the tycoons. You've got the, the, the you know, the, the war profiteers, the Raytheon's, the Lockheed's, the, you know, all of these Boeing, you name it. The MIC, the military industrial complex. You have all these people that are going to be in attendance that are, you know, part of these fields, and obviously you have the people who are the heads of state. Right. You know, not just not just like countries, but heads of states. Um, I'm going to bring you some of them here from here in the U.S., which you're going to be maybe a little shocked about, but maybe not so much. The article goes on. The Davos crowd is returning to a familiar setting, but the lush green meadows that form the backdrop of the first ever spring Davos last year, last May, have been replaced by snow covered slopes where snow boots and fur coats have made a comeback. Now this is funny because there are articles out there that are talking about how there's a lack of snow on the ground that tells these people everything that they need to know, right? The ESG crowd, the environmental part of this, the environmental part of this, where they're trying to sell the fact that there's not as much snow on the ground this year. And I know a lot of people out there believe that a lot of this stuff is controlled by weather. I'm going to tell you right now. There are there are there are countries out there that openly talk about controlling the weather. Go and Google UAE cloud seeding. They talk about doing this in UAE very openly, um, and they do it quite extensively, in fact. So this is you know the, you know they're they're painting one scene somewhere, and then they're going to paint it another you know, in another scene somewhere else. But they're trying to you know obviously in this scene paint the WEF as this you know very picturesque beautiful place where they've they've, where they've got it right it goes on the world economic forums annual meeting attended by the global political and business leaders celebrities and prominent social activists is taking place at a time the world economy is under extreme stress reeling from high inflation and energy crisis and other supply disruptions caused by the war and a resurgence of COVID 19 cases in China oh yeah so just COVID-19 is still going wild in China. Sure it is, right? Like I, I highly doubt that. I hi, highly think that the, the Chinese government is behind pushing numbers so that they can round people up who are dissidents, especially as their yuan collapses and people are upset and can't get their, their money out of the banks. Like you've seen social uprising in, in communist China. Well, what are we talking about at this point? <laughs> More COVID? Yeah, sure. Another reason to lock them down. Quote, Economic, environmental, social, and geopolitical crises are converging and conflating, creating an extremely versatile and uncertain future. WEF founder Klaus Schwab told reporters the annual meeting at Davos shall try to make sure that the leaders do not remain trapped in the crisis mindset. <laughs> What? No, they, they want them thinking of crises. They want them involved in the crisis. They want them planning the crisis. And they want them managing the crises. That's all these people want. They want to be in full control. The five-day meeting, which convenes under the banner of cooperation in a fragmented world, will see over 50 heads of state and government take part. Among the expected guests are German chancellors, or European commissioner, And the Spanish Prime Minister, some recently elected leaders, including South Korea's Yusuke Yul, and and excuse me, I'm going to butcher some of these, Colombian President Gustav Petro and President Ferdinand Marcos Jr. of the Philippines are also expected. The African contingent will be led by President Cyril Ramaphosa of the South African and President Siamma Sulahulu Hassan of Tanzania. Boy, I'll tell you right now. My international diction diction is getting somewhat challenged. The US will be represented by President Joe Biden. Joe J O Sardo's ridiculous. President Joe Biden's climate envoy, John Kerry, and trade representatives Kathleen Tay. Um, let's see. There will be no participation from Russia as the country's politicians and business leaders remain shunned from the meeting. The WEF froze its ties with Russian entities in the last year after Moscow invaded Ukraine in late February. Ukraine will once again be sending a high-level delegation. However... Organizers have refused to share further details for security reasons. Are they sending the Nazis? Is that who they're sending? Do you guys hear this real quick uh, interrogative here? The U.S. military is going to be training Ukrainians, the guys who are the Nazis, on the Patriot missile system in Missouri. You know who makes the Patriot missile system? Raytheon. So, Here's how this works. This is money laundering. If the US Congress is giving money through Article 7, Paragraph 1, and they are sending money to Ukraine, which we all know has Nazi elements that are fighting, especially in the Eastern side, where Russia has attacked. You have Nazi elements in in this fight and they're bringing Nazis to the United States to train on Patriot missile systems. So they're paying for Patriot missile systems with our money, giving them to the Nazis that they're training on US land. And then the Raytheon executives, who make all the big deals, are going to make sure that those people in government, they give those people money that buy their stuff, give the Ukrainian Nazis money that buy their stuff, they're gonna make sure that those Congress people make sure their coffers are full at re-election, so it continues. This is money laundering, period. They're inviting Ukraine, they're not inviting Russia, but they're inviting the Ukrainian Nazis. Great, awesome, way to go guys. Further, And to be associated with this, you've got to be a complete idiot. The recession risk. The 53rd, and this is back to the article, the 53rd edition of the Davos meeting takes place amid one of the steepest economic slowdowns of the century with the head of the International Monetary Fund, uh, Kristalina Georgieva, I think is how you say her name, warning that the third of the global economy could be hit by a recession this year. Why Why don't we have a listen to her. Uh, She's got a tweet out that says 2023 will be a difficult year for the world. The silver lining is we can use it to transform economies and accelerate change that's good for our climate, good for growth. At the IMF, we recognize our responsibility to be a force for good. So what they're talking about is using crises to transform economies around the world. What are you going to transform them to? CBDCs transforming. What else do they want to use it for? Changing the culture or the climate. Changing our climate. What is that? That is ESG. That is social credit scores. Those are carbon footprint scores. Have a listen. My message is the following. 2023 is going to be a difficult year for the world. And the silver lining can only be that we use it to transform our economies, that we accelerate change that will underpin sounder prospects for growth, and that we, the IMF, fully recognize our responsibility to be a force for good and a force we will be. All. Of- Everybody claps. A force we will be. Of course they will. That's all they know. IMF, are you kidding me? <laughs> the World Bank. Yeah. The centralization of taking people's money through force and coercion and using it for whatever they want to do. I'm telling you, the same politics, people. Politicians are their pawns. Everybody in the industry that sucks up to them to get money from the banks that does their bidding are pawns. Everybody that sells their bullshit in Hollywood. They're their pawns. It's the banks. It's the banks. It goes on, and let's see, finish this thing up. The conflict in Ukraine and Western sanctions against Russia have led to an unprecedented energy crunch, while inflation in advanced economies such as the U.S. and the Eurozone seems to have peaked, It remains uncomfortably high, forcing central banks to stay on course with aggressive rate hikes. That means higher borrowing costs in the face of a slowing economy, and it also risks worsening a global debt crisis in developing countries, including Africa, which is actually a continent. The World Bank has warned that the current economic crisis could cause poverty to rise in sub-Saharan Africa, which is already home to about 60% of the world's extreme poor. Um, I'm going to tell you, I can't. Part of this show, obviously, we're going to talk about some Bitcoin, uh, but Africa is actually, you know, the continent in terms of other countries in Africa are beacons of hope right now some of the best changes coming out of Africa. I need to do a whole show on it. An annual risk survey published by the WEF on Wednesday put the global cost of living crisis caused by the COVID-19 pandemic and Russia's invasion of Ukraine as a top immediate risk, saying energy and food supply crunches are likely to persist for the next two years. They're telling you everything that they're doing, right? Oh yeah, it's caused by COVID-19. No, COVID-19 was a disease. What caused the crisis in living costs was the government around the world's actions in response to COVID-19. You don't lock people down. You let people continue their businesses. You let people continue to do what they do for a living to put food on the table and clothes on their back. <laughs> the COVID-19 pandemic is lame. Lame. It is an excuse. It's, it, it was their reaction. It was the tyrannical default. That was their reaction that caused supply chain breakdowns and the economies to crash. That's it. You stop spending and you stop spending as much. Well, that didn't actually happen. They, they continued spending, but they inflated the money supply. When you have more money chasing less goods, what do you get? You get inflation. That's why they have to hike interest rates. And every time you hike the interest rate, what do you do? You slow down the Keynesian system, which if you slow down the Keynesian system, you get recession, which means you're not working. That's uh, you know, recession is what they say when you lose your jo- or when your neighbor loses his job. Depression is when you lose yours. Like How many people have lost jobs because of this crap? The meaning in Davos, quote, will happen against the most complex geopolitical and geoeconomic backdrop in decades, said the president, Borge Brende. There really is a lot at stake when it comes to the global, economic, global economy to make sure that we avoid a global recession, how to avoid low growth, high inflation, and high debt. A record 56 finance ministers are coming to Davos this year, and so are 19 governors of central banks. Back to business. The Davos meeting is returning to its traditional winter slot for the first time since 2020, when the COVID pandemic first hit the world. The event has held virtual was held virtually in 2021 and was organized in May last year. Shifting the event from its usual January to May slot meant several high-profile political and business leaders could not attend due to diary clashes, uh, or yeah, diary clashes, I guess. Um, however, this year, Davos will host the biggest ever business participation with 1,500 business leaders, taking part among them 600 chief executive officers of some of the world's biggest firms. Yeah, no kidding. Um, this whole thing is an absolute riot. I mean, to think that these people are have anybody's best interest and they don't want to control what's going on. They don't want to absolutely guide what's going on. Sure, they do. This is this is who they are. Listen to who Klaus Schwab is. Pay, pay insufficient attention to the frightening scenario of a comprehensive cyber attack, which would bring to a complete halt to the power supply, transportation, hospital services. Our society as a whole. The COVID nineteen crisis would be seen, in this respect, as a small disturbance in comparison to a major cyber attack. That's Klaus Schwaben's own words. He's sitting there telling you, major cyber attack is coming. It's going to stop transportation. It's going to stop energy. It's going I mean, you stop transportation and energy, oh man. Uh, maybe go read the book one second after if you want to see how that works out this is why you need to be anti-fragile thank god i read that book i think it was like 2002 um it's called one second after it is a phenomenal book it's a piece of um fiction i guess if you want to call it that um and it's more of a a story uh about when a emp explodes over the united states Uh, absolutely shuts down everything energy transportation same kind of concept right you, got, you want a worldwide hack that turns off the grids? What do we have you know, in, in terms of grids here in America? You got three grids. You got East Coast, east of the Mississippi. You got West Coast, west of Mississippi. And you got Texas. Texas might be all right. I don't know. We'll see. They got a lot of Bitcoin down there that is absolutely stabilizing the crap out of their network. Probably one of the biggest stories of 2022 because when that polar vortex hit there at Christmas, you know what happened in Texas? Not much. It's because Bitcoin was out there mining the crap out of everything, using tons of energy, stabilizing the energy grid so that when people started to ramp up, they started to shut down a little bit. Yeah. You want your energy grids up and running at full force. You want Bitcoin stabilizing those energy grids using a lot of energy, right? That's that's how this kind of stuff works. We're going to do a whole show on that. Um, get some really good people in here talking about the uh, the energy grid and what, uh, and what, Bitcoin is going to do to revolutionize the whole, the whole energy grid. It's, it's probably going to get very decentralized and things are going to get very smart right down to your local level. Just ROI. I mean, when you have return on investment and you're mining Bitcoin, um, it's max power at lowest cost. That's the incentive structure. So we have, we have this, um, the world economic forum from Breitbart record participation is 52 heads of state. Now who's going, well, Georgia, you might, you know, really like to consider who's going from Georgia. That's right. I have a whole list of people here uh, that was, I guess, leaked uh, from, <laughs> from Davos. Uh, John Kerry, obviously, we mentioned earlier. Kathleen Tai, who's the uh, United States Trade Representative. You have Martin Walsh, Secretary of Labor of the United States. Samantha Power, Administrator, U.S. Agency of International Development. Uh, you have uh, let's see Christopher Rye and Samantha Power doesn't is that familiar Was she the head of communications for the White House for a while. Christopher Rye, director of the Federal Bureau of Investigation. what the hell is that guy going over there for? Well I mean on right now as we're discovering the FBI was the belly button of all of the uh, Twitter oppression. Christopher Rye is going over there. Also note, Christopher Rye, that guy is a Trump appointee and he is going to Davos, Federal Bureau of Investigation. I guess the police need to know who they need to round up. Federal police need to know who they are going to round up. Also on the list, and maybe shocking, but maybe not so shocking, the governor of Georgia, Brian Kemp. Brian Kemp, I believe, is just about to be sworn in or just got sworn in. I don't know. Um, I actually got an invitation. <laughs> sure, I'll be there. Um, Governor Brian Kemp is going to Davos, ladies and gents. Uh, he'll be there with Daryl Issa, another Republican congressman. Uh, he will be there with Senator Reach, uh, uh, another senator from Ohio, another Republican. Daryl Issa, Joe Manchin is going. Uh, man, w- Gretchen Whitmer and Gregory Weeks. Let's see, who else? congressman uh, maria can't well i mean star-studded list of people who are supposed to be here with the great interest of the united states at hand are going over to the world economic forum to do what contribute or get marching orders i'm pretty sure after seeing brian kemp in person understand that guy is a boy he is a Muppet. He is a shill in a suit. Not a, lot of, not a lot of brain power upstairs. Not a lot of backbone. That guy is an absolute shill. And I guarantee you what's happening is he is going over there for his marching orders. You remember uh, back in, I guess it was 2020, when his future son-in-law was <laughs> probably killed on his way down 16 to Savannah. Yeah, I imagine they got to that guy. I imagine at some point, Brian was like, eh, yeah, you know what? I don't need any more of my family or future family members or any of those people that he actually cares for uh, deceased, gotten rid of, put down. But that's Brian Kemp. Told you guys, that guy is bought and paid for. (laughs) Now that you've got the WEF working directly with China, uh, makes all the sense in the world that this guy is going to be a, a WEF puppet. Yo, it's either, it's either Stacey or Brian Kemp. Wouldn't you rather have Brian Kemp? Well, you know what? It seems like they're both working for the WEF. Uh, they've probably made buddy-buddy behind the scenes, and this is what we've got, ladies and gents. So stand by here in Georgia. I imagine with a Republican uh, assembly and a Republican governor and a bunch of Republican judges around the state that want to be in power and politically connected, guess what they're going to do? They're gonna introduce CBDCs and these guys are gonna be full on board with it. Insane. Um, outside of that though, let's, let's have some fun. Today, uh, I have a reading from Samson Now. Samson Now is a, just a, a genius guy. He's, he's been moving through uh, different countries helping set up Bitcoin, hyper Bitcoinization. has been his big push. He, uh, he started a company uh, called Jan3. He's a former CSO of Blockstream. Uh, amazingly smart guy. A lot of times I have to, you know, if I'm watching a video that he's featured in, I have to pause it and, and go and really kind of like stop, understand what he's talking about, do a little bit of research, maybe pick it back up. That's the kind of guy, um, Sam Samson Mao is. And he's got an article for you today. It's 2022 paved the way for national Bitcoin adoption and 2023 will be even bigger as the world is talking about, um, WF especially as WEF and all these corporate banking media entertainment shills are all pushing doom and gloom. There are some people that are pushing Bitcoin. They are pushing hope. They are pushing solutions to all of this. And you look around the world and you look at the one place in the world, well, one place, the major place in the world that has adopted Bitcoin El Salvador, their GDP is over 10% right now, amazing. Their country is being repatriated by El Salvadorians for the first time ever. People are actually going back to El Salvador. Their tourist industry is through the roof. Their crime is down. Their tax revenue, which is voluntary because they just shame people on national television who are not paying tax is up. You wanna talk about hope? You wanna talk about seeing the light in the darkness? You wanna see the example of what's going on? Would you rather, I mean, seriously, would you rather see a world where people are going, you know what, these are solutions. They're based in peace and consent. Not we need your stove. We're gonna need your gas car. We're gonna need your wood stove. Right, like, these people are trying to tell you how to live your life. They're trying to tell you what to set your, your heat and air conditioning at. They're trying to tell you how far you can drive, how far you can't drive, what you can eat. Eat bugs, live in pods, own nothing, be happy. That's the W-E-F, that's Davos, that's the I-M-F, that's the E-U. That is DC. That's China. I'm telling you guys, we got some really, really clear choices to make. There are few, few, Bitcoin or CBDCs, ESG or abundant energy, cheap, stabilized, rebuilt for the the 22nd century, 21st century? Yeah, I'm sorry, 21st century. I'm getting way ahead of myself. (laughs) Forgive me, I'm a Marine. Um, 21st century, right? Like, we're talking about making this happen. We're talking about people doing this consentfully, for God's sakes. Like, what in the world would we ever go backwards for? Those people, what do they want? They think we've got too high a global population. They invite people over there that are all about pharmaceuticals that want to use pharmaceuticals against people. They want you to take things like MRNA for gene sequencing, for gene editing. How many people are rejecting this? How many myocarditis events do we need to see? Alex Jones was covering this the other day. and You know, Alex Jones, you know, crazy. A lot of what that guy has said. Uh, As sounded crazy at the time because he was so far ahead of his time. But you look at the insurance payout numbers right now. The insurance payout numbers right now don't lie. What you are seeing month to month to month is a 50,000 death increase over recent history. Every month. If you don't understand what 50,000 people is dying from heart disease, heart attacks, myocarditis, you, you name it, whatever. If you don't understand what that is, that is Vietnam every time. Every month of Vietnam is going on because people are having adverse reactions to the mRNA gene sequencing vaccines. Yeah, absolutely nuts. Get more of them. Keep getting your, your gene sequence. Let's we'll see, we'll see if you're, you have rejection. I mean, I guess the good news is for us, guys, is that the people who bent the knee, the people who submitted, the people who did get vaccines, well, I guess they're taking out their own forces. I guess they're taking out their own people. They're taking out the weak-minded. They are t- taking out the people who trust government. They're taking out the people that want you to get in the pod, and eat the bugs, give up your stoves, give, give up your cars, and, and only have electrical everything. Not be able to cook, not be able to transport yourself, not be able to communicate, n- none of this stuff. They're taking out their own people. <laughs> I don't know, is this a survival of the fittest? It, do, at the end of this, they go, yeah, you know what, you guys were actually the people we were looking for. We, we, we actually did this to get rid of all the weak people. Does that make it any better? No. Does does that mean they aren't monsters? No. This is bizarro clown world at 10. The only thing that makes sense right now in terms of fixing economies instead of presenting solutions to a a global economy is Bitcoin. Samsung now is here to tell you how well it's going and how adoption in 2023 is going to get even bigger. Without further ado, Samson Mao. 2022 paved the way for national Bitcoin adoption, and 2023 will be even bigger. In 2022, nation-state Bitcoin adoption accelerated, setting the stage for even more progress this year. Samson Mao, January 3rd, 2023. This is an opinion editorial by Samson Mao, CEO of Jan3 and former CSO of Blockstream. Approximately one year ago, I had the opportunity to speak at Feel the Bit in El Salvador alongside President Bukele. During the event, we announced the Bitcoin Volcano Bonds while President Bukele made a significant announcement of his own, the creation of Bitcoin City. By legally recognizing Bitcoin as tender and establishing Bitcoin City, President Bukele took a bold step toward nationwide adoption. This decision has helped to accelerate the timeline for Bitcoin becoming a recognized currency on a national level. Following the announcements, I received numerous requests from Bitcoiners around the world asking for my assistance with implementing Bitcoin projects in their local communities or with their governments. This interest came from both individuals actively involved in the Bitcoin community as well as from investors The enthusiasm was largely inspired by the developments happening in El Salvador and the impact they were having on the global Bitcoin landscape. Driving Nation-State Adoption of Bitcoin I had been considering the idea of promoting the adoption of Bitcoin by the nation-states for some time. After careful thought, I decided to leave Blockstream in 2022, start my own company called Jan3, and dedicate myself to advancing the adoption of Bitcoin as a global currency known as hyper-Bitcoinization. And its adoption by nation states. Now, many might ask, why help nation states? Why accelerate hyperbitcoinization? The traditional fiat currency system has greatly exasperated the credit cycle, a wave like pattern characterized by periods of prosperity and recession. Under the gold standard, credit is issued based on assets like gold deposits or real estate. In contrast, under a fiat standard, credit is issued by governments and is backed by debt such as government bonds. During times of economic expansion, more loans are issued and businesses grow. However, at a certain point, there may be too much credit in circulation relative to the actual output of productivity of the economy, leading to a mismatch between the financial and the real economies and resulting in the formation of bubbles or market corrections. These events have been occurring more frequently with more extreme highs and lows. The mechanisms that central bankers have traditionally used are becoming less effective. Like a diabetic needing more and more insulin, if this trend continues, we can expect a severe economic depression in the future. Without clear price discovery, a dynamic economy, and the technological and market forces to alleviate competitive pressure, nation states may devolve into conflict and war. When the pie is not expanding, it is easier to take from someone else. Under a Bitcoin standard, Nation-states have more incentive to better utilize their resources, as there is a real cost. This encourages peaceful, diplomatic resolution as the default game theory equilibrium. Adopting a Bitcoin standard and accelerating hyper-Bitcoinization may be our best hope of avoiding civilization collapse and ensuring a free and prosperous future for humanity. Simply put, it may help to prevent conflicts and wars driven by economic competition. I announced the formation of Jan-3 at Bitcoin 2022 in Miami. Jan-3 is, of course, named for January 3rd, 2009, which is the day that Bitcoin came into existence, also known as Genesis Day. As our director of operations, a former Royal Marine named Doogie told me, establishing a presence in El Salvador was important for gaining a foothold for Bitcoin and allowing it to take root. We made the decision to open an office there for this reason. For the Bitcoin network to become more robust, it is essential for more countries to adopt a Bitcoin standard. Although Bitcoin does not need anyone's help, it can be accelerated and supported by having more countries, territories, and cities adopt it. For example, if a country is mining Bitcoin, it is not attacking the network. If a country has made Bitcoin legal tender, it is not likely going to attempt a ban on unhosted wallets. Overall, having more countries adopt a Bitcoin standard is positive for the network. Hashing through 2022 2022 was an interesting year for many reasons. Madeira, Portugal's president, Miguel Albuquerque, announced the creation of Free Madeira, which gives Bitcoin a foothold in the European Union. The autonomous nature of the Madeira region gives it the ability to make Bitcoin a de facto legal tender. Prospera Honduras has become one of the most active Bitcoin hubs in the world. President Joel Bumbar announced that Bitcoin is legal tender in Prospera during Bitcoin 2022. Recently, a Bitcoin space was inaugurated there, and the legal framework has been put in place to enable the issuance of Bitcoin bonds. On April 27th, the government of the Central African Republic announced that it would be adopting Bitcoin as legal tender. This news was welcomed by Bitcoin enthusiasts. But the government also announced a project called Sango, which is based on an alternative cryptocurrency. It is clear that the adoption of Bitcoin in the country has not progressed as quickly as some had hoped, but we remain hopeful that the Central African Republic will continue to embrace and support the use of Bitcoin. The crypto market experienced a bear market due to a variety of factors, including the collapse of the FTX exchange, the Luna Terra crash, and the collapse of companies like Celsius and Three Arrows Capital. At the Panama Blockchain Conference in July, Tower Bank, a leading Panamanian bank, announced plans to offer crypto banking services throughout Latin America and beyond, and has enlisted our assistance in implementing the Liquid network. Liquid, a Bitcoin sidechain, allows for the expansion of Bitcoin's capabilities through the use of smart contracts without introducing a native token. This relationship with Tower Bank is a promising development in the world of crypto banking and could help to further establish Bitcoin as a powerful and versatile financial tool. On October 28th, at Lugano's Plan B Forum, Senator Zuri Rios of Guatemala presented a video for the Bitcoin community in which she expressed an interest in potentially incorporating Bitcoin into her future political plans. She opened up a dialogue with the community and invited them to share their thoughts and ideas. On the matter. El Salvador also announced it was opening an office in Laguna, intending to exchange knowledge and benefit commercially. Through the incredible efforts of Bitfinex and Tether CTO Paolo Adarno, Lugano is making great progress on boarding merchants to Bitcoin. They have already succeeded in getting thousands of merchants to adopt the cryptocurrency, and they are continuing to bring on more. At the Adopting Bitcoin Conference in El Salvador in November, it was clear that the situation with gangs in El Salvador was greatly improved. Public safety has significantly increased, with a notable decrease in homicides and other crimes. This improvement is a testament to the effective measures put in place to address the issue and bring peace and security to the people of El Salvador. The Minister of the Economy in El Salvador announced a new digital securities bill paving the way for a country to issue Bitcoin-backed bonds. The legislation will establish the National Digital Assets Commission, which will be responsible for regulating digital asset issuers, service providers, and other participants involved in the public offering process of digital securities. There's a lot more to go over, but unfortunately, I can't discuss it just yet. Change is coming, and Bitcoin is going to be a major topic across the world visions for 2023 2023 is shaping up to be a promising year for bitcoin in el salvador the digital security laws that will form the foundation of the bitcoin volcano bonds have been sent to congress for approval these bonds could be available on Bitfinex securities very soon el salvador star will truly continue to rise el salvador has already attracted a lot of interest for their embrace of bitcoin And many other countries are watching closely to see how things progress there. As El Salvador continues to lead the way in Bitcoin adoption, we expect it to continue to rise in prominence. We expect to see more adoption of Bitcoin in the coming year, as it continues to gain traction despite the current lows. The world needs Bitcoin, at any price. For those living in affluent countries, Bitcoin is optional. But for the people living in the global south, it is a necessity Take note, the gap between affluent country and global south is closing fast. At Jan 3, we have been receiving numerous requests from people in different countries for assistance with adopting Bitcoin. In addition to our work in El Salvador and the Madeira region, we are also focusing on countries like Costa Rica, Ecuador, and more. Just last week, Citavini Rebuca. The Prime Minister of Fiji stated that he was considering making Bitcoin legal tender. Despite the current bear market, we believe there is no better time to build a strong foundation for the future of Bitcoin adoption. The work we do now will lay the foundation for a more free and prosperous economic future through the acceleration of hyper-Bitcoinization and nation-state adoption. This is a guest post by Samson Mao. Opinions expressed are entirely their own and do not necessarily reflect those of BTC Inc. or Bitcoin Magazine. Great article, Samson. Ladies and gents, that's going to do it for this week. Thank you guys for everything. Absolutely everything. Absolutely humbled to be part of your life. Thank you guys for all the encouraging posts. Thank you guys for sharing. Thank you guys for doing everything. Thank you, thank you, thank you a million times over. Absolutely humbled uh, that you would turn to me and this show radical Uh, and thank you guys for spreading it Uh, like I said, if you want to support it, you can go out to uh, patreon.com slash radicalpod, I should be able to get that after now, Uh, you can become a patron, as little as a dollar, thank you guys all so much, Uh, until next time ladies and gents, I will see you next week I love you, I need you peace Um, don't hurt people and don't take this.